This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. The death toll in an attack on a Bastille Day fireworks celebration in the southern French city of Nice rose to 84 today. More than 200 are injured, and the French government has identified the assailant as a 31-year-old native of Tunisia. The government also extended a national state of emergency as the country absorbs the shock of the third major terrorist attack in 19 months. Here to tell us more and help us understand this is Dr. Anne Speckhard, adjunct associate professor of psychiatry at Georgetown University School of Medicine. She's also the director of the International Center for the Study of Violent Extremism and the author of the newly released book, ISIS Defectors, Inside Stories of the Terrorist Caliphate. Dr. Speckhardt, thanks very much for being with us. You're welcome, Pam. First, and, uh, what I, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, first give us your reaction and your thoughts about the attack in Nice. My thoughts, Pim, are that ISIS is winning on the Internet, and we've got to extend the battlefield. A lot of people are talking about military strikes. We are fighting in Syria and Iraq. We're degrading ISIS's ability to sell oil. We've uh, degraded their taxable territory. They're losing their territory. But over the last year, I've been interviewing with my partner, Ahmet Yala, uh, 38 ISIS defectors. And they tell us that if they lose their territory, they're just going to go underground and be a guerrilla urban warfare group. So they're not going away. And they have such internet and video capabilities. Last night, Ahmet found um, a video on Telegram. Well, actually, he had found it before, but he showed it to me yesterday. And it's just chilling. When you look at their capabilities, it looks like Madison Avenue advertising and Hollywood Blockbuster. And it's inspiring exactly the kind of attack that just took place in Nice. In fact, in France, they showed a truck being loaded with uh, what looked to me like liquid uh, flammable bombs. They showed New York and uh, showed someone strapping on a suicide vest and uh, going out in the crowd. So these were real-life depictions of terrorist attacks in the West trying to inspire cadres from all over the world to attack. And ISIS spokesmen called for attacks exactly like this before Ramadan and said during Ramadan, and that was the last uh, month, uh, that Muslims all over the world should attack the West. And he called for the same in 2014. And ISIS is on steroids on the Internet, and we need to fight them. And that's what we're trying to do in our little uh, think tank. We, um, we're taking the ISIS defector interviews and their videos. We're cutting them down to uh, short videos, clips, and putting them out to fight with their propaganda to say, here's the truth. Here's someone who's been on the inside that says this organization is not Islamic. Don't come here. Don't join. Uh, you'll have to rape and steal and do things that are against Islam if you do, and you won't get out. If you try to get out, they'll kill you. And um, But we we need to fight back. That's all I can say. And within within hours, ISIS had put up propaganda posters that, again, were done so well. Um, they were photoshopped, and they showed London with ISIS cadres uh, looming over the skyline, and the caption was, we are here. For New York, they had um, followers of the cross uh, will hunt you down in the American streets. And it just went on and on uh, with what they were putting out. 
So any disturbed individual that's watching this can jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, I can use my car or my truck as a, as a weapon. And as we know, in the U.S., uh, weapons aren't hard to get anyway. Uh, Dr. Speckhart, uh, just uh, as a note, no organized group has yet claimed responsibility for the attack, although, as you say, online accounts associated with the Islamic State and al-Qaeda uh, have cheered uh, this uh, act of uh, violence and, and terror. It, can you tell us a little bit about how the resources are made available for th- these organizations to build these kinds of videos, promote them? Uh, they must have a cadre of technology experts to do so. You know, Pam, I've been watching this for a long time, and especially over the last year as we started our project, because I've interviewed almost 500 terrorists now. And in the last year, we went after ISIS. And I didn't think that we would get to interview them. And it's the first time I've videotaped. So here we have two to three hour in-depth interviews with ISIS defectors, and we have to cut them down to short video clips. So we're working with Arabic uh, video editors that are subtitling and uh, uh, producing our product, which you can see on YouTube under our ICSVE um, uh, seal. But what I learned was that Syria, I, I thought all this capability was coming from the West, but it's not true. Syria was well known as being the top video editors in the area. So they've just co-opted what was already there. This is Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox. My co-host Kathleen Hayes is on vacation. Joining us now is Dr. Anne Speckhardt, adjunct associate professor of psychiatry at Georgetown University School of Medicine, also the director of the International Center for the Study of Violent Extremism. And Dr. Speckhardt is also the author of the newly released book entitled ISIS Defectors, Inside Stories of the Terrorist Caliphate. We've just been been listening to President Obama offering his comments at the White House. He was speaking at a reception for the diplomatic corps in the East Room of the White House, and he mentioned specifically the ambassador to the United States from France, Ambassador Arnaud, pledging the solidarity of the United States with France and with the French people. He spoke in general terms also about foreign policy and the battle against extremism. Dr. Speckhardt, in hearing some of the president's comments, were you surprised that it almost became a foreign policy statement as much as a spirit of condolence? Yeah, he did, uh, you know, spend a little time praising uh, what he'd done over the last seven and a half years, uh, which... To me, I'm not sure it belongs in that statement, but a statement of condolences, uh, I sure appreciate. I've been to many Bastille days. Uh, My husband is a retired U.S. ambassador, so we've been to many of those kind of functions. And, you know, I I think that's the message that has to get across, that we're extending our hand, uh, we're sorrowful, and we do need to stand united in all of our countries because ISIS wants to divide us, and they want us to hate our Muslim population. And the truth is 99.9% of Muslims think that the ideology of ISIS is not Islam and that it's an anathema. They don't accept it. They don't support it. They don't want it. But if groups like this manage to divide our societies, then more troubled and disturbed people will start uh, logging into their internet seduction and possibly fall for it. 
The president specifically mentioned previous attacks in countries such as Turkey, Iraq, Bangladesh, and uh, Saudi Arabia, and also noting that uh, those attacks uh, killed uh, many Muslims as well. In your analysis, and you're speaking with uh, terrorists, what have you found? Uh, how do they feel about uh, the taking of lives of fellow Muslims? Well, in their rhetoric, they they will say things like, and their Sharia teachers and ISIS will tell them, any Muslim that's killed, if he was a righteous and good Muslim, he goes immediately to paradise as a martyr and wins all the rewards of martyrdom. If he was not, then basically to hell with him, and they don't care. But individually, when we've talked to defectors, they're very disturbed by their fellow Muslims being killed. Um, we had many people tell us about the massacre of one of the tribes. It was a Sunni tribe in Syria, al-Shatat. And ISIS uh, went after them and killed thousands of them, killed the women and children, the men. And uh, Sunni ISIS cadres told us that they had nightmares afterwards. They couldn't believe that they participated in that. They felt it was wrong. Uh, we also had a, a guard of uh, sex slaves, and we have his YouTube video up on our site uh, speaking about uh, guarding 475 women that were being held for systematic rape, basically, and that there were Sunni women among these, and it was so shocking to them. Um, to take the Yazidis, it was also shocking and horrible, because, but ISIS calls them devil worshippers, so you can somehow other them. But when it was Sunni women, they were like, what's going on? So when they saw the realities of how ISIS does things, uh, they're disturbed. And we hear this often. I just read a case of an al-Shabaab cadre uh, saying the same thing. You know, how can they kill, how can they kill Muslims? I can't be part of this group. The president also spoke in uh, economic and uh, political terms, speaking about economic uh, progress, uh, offering health benefits, education, equality. Are, are, those, uh, are those points likely to resonate with, uh, with potential terrorists or with people uh, that the president is seeking to, uh, to speak to? Well, I don't know if France really wants to hear that right now, but I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I lived in Belgium for seven years, and I made hundreds of interviews with uh, North Africans living in Belgium and in France. And many of them told me about how disenfranchised they were and how they they didn't feel that they could become a part of normal society, that they went for job interviews and they were turned away. Um, they couldn't rent apartments in, except in their ghettoized areas. So even if they tried to integrate themselves into society, uh, they found it was impossible. And I particularly remember a French uh, North African telling me, uh, liberty, egalité, and fraternity is, is not for us. And if they are feeling that way and that it's based in any reality, uh, that's troublesome because that's exactly what ISIS will come and try to take advantage of. All of these terrorist groups try to take advantage of whatever local politics are not serving certain groups of people. And, uh, you know, and here we see a North African was the attacker in France. It's, it's very sad. The president also spoke about uh, how we should not give in to fear or be divided by religion and should not do the bidding of the, of the terrorists. Uh, do you think that, uh, that we still are having that debate, or are, are we, in a sense, playing into the terrorists' hands? 
Well, I hate to say it, but I think uh, Donald Trump, when he made his uh, statements about we shouldn't let Muslims into our country and, you know, raised a lot of questions about the loyalty of Muslims, that again plays into the terrorist hands because ordinary Muslims don't believe the ISIS ideology. I mean, you can take scriptures out of any religion and twist them and say this is the true religion, and that's what ISIS and al-Qaeda do. So when someone that's not prominent says we can't trust ordinary Muslims, we're playing into their hands because we're alienating the part of our society which we really should be saying, we know those groups are trying to seduce your children. How can we help you? Thank you very much. Dr. Ann Speckhardt is adjunct associate professor of psychiatry at Georgetown University School of Medicine, director of the International Center for the Study of Violent Extremism and the author of ISIS Defectors. This is Bloomberg.